we are starting a new series, a new series. Um, there's a, a very basic Protestant doctrinal uh, belief or term where Jesus is prophet, right? Jesus is priest, and Jesus is king. Um, basic, you know, if you ever go through the Christian education process here, if you've ever been through uh, courses with Pastor Gus or Sister Betsy or discipled by Pastor Edwin, Jesus is prophet, priest, and king. Now, I want I, I, you're going to get three weeks of this, and then the last week, we're going to preach on Jesus uh, as the baby, and that's going to blow your mind because, anyway, I'm not going to give it up. Okay, so um, I, wanted to, I wanted to cat out the bag, amen? But, but I, I want to share some things about this, you know, uh, prophet, priest, and king thing before I get into my assignment. Um, I'm going to give it to you in a way that you can understand it. Um, a prophet is someone who brings forth and speaks forth the truth of God. All right, he speaks on behalf of God, okay? So, in the old, you know, throughout the Old, old Testament, you have major prophets and minor prophets, and, and they speak on behalf of God. They speak for God, right? Um, prophets uh, in the Old Testament were not liked very much. And if you're a modern-day uh, 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 pastor who's preaching the Word of God and teaching the Word of God, then a lot of people should not like you neither. Because you, people don't like when you shine the truth of God's word on the lies that the devil and the world has bestowed upon you. Amen. So when you shine your light and you shine the light of the Holy Spirit, you shine the light of God's truth on people's darkness, they kind of don't like it. Many times it's like coming out of a movie theater where the light kind of bothers you. All right? The Bible says that men did not like the light. They love darkness. Amen. And so a prophet came, and, and let me just, I didn't know Pastor Gus was going to be here. This is a great illustration. Many guys, uh, I started a church in the Bronx, and I thought some people in the Bronx would, you know, hey, you want to be a part of this? And say, no, I really want to stay in Brooklyn. I really get spoke, you know, I, I like Pastor Edwin. I really don't like you too much. I really like Pastor Edwin. <laughs> and, and if you know about prophet, priest, and king, you understand that, that it's possible. I'm not labeling, labeling Pastor Edwin in any way, shape, or form. It's possible that Pastor Edwin has a prophetic leadership style. A prophetic meaning that he's about the truth. He's about doctrine. He probably loves R.C. Sproul. We were joking around the other day. He loves to hang out with dead people. More than he likes to hang out with me and Pastor Gus. Amen. <laughs> So, so he's reading about Spurgeon and about us, you know, all these other guys who were dead 500 years ago. And so, so it's possible that Pastor Edwin leads from a prophetic style, prophetic, where the truth of God's word, that song is not biblical. Those words don't honor God. A prophetic, he, God wired him from a prophetic perspective where the truth, the truth, the truth messes with him. And any lies and any heresy, he has to do something about. Right, so he is possible. He comes the prophetic style. Um, there's other priestly style. Some people say, "Man, I really like hanging out with you." Priestly style is the people who love the, the, uh, the leadership style or the role of Jesus played, where he was for the people. Mercy, you know, food pantry, soup kitchen, counseling, HIV/AIDS, justice, homelessness. There's a priestly uh, a, a role that Jesus played, and there's leaders that are, that are wide in a priestly manner. They're, they come from a priestly perspective, and, and they're more about the people. They love the people. They want to be there for the people. They want to gather the people. The people need this. The people need that. And then you have the king. 
And Jesus didn't just play the role of a king. He is the king of kings. How many know that what I'm talking about? He's the king of kings. And I'll get into that in a minute. Because Jesus as a prophet that I'm going to talk about can mess some people up. And if I want all the Muslims who are listening to please pay attention to the sermon because I want to talk to you in a little while. All right? So um, it's important. So, so the, king, uh, the king is about leadership. The king is about governing. The king is about, you know, order. The king is getting everybody together. The king sees the, you know, the overall, he, he's, he's governing over his kingdom. The king is about, he's not about just one person. You hear Pastor Edwin say many times that I'm not just baptizing somebody. I'm discipling a congregation. A kingly perspective, kingly role, kingly. Are you understand what I'm saying to you? All right? And, and so, that's, so the problem is that if you have just one leadership style, if you already got prophetic leadership style, then there'll, there'll be no homeless ministry and no HIV, HIV and AIDS ministry. And there'll be, no, there'll be just the word of God and the word, which is very important. The word of God. Is, so you need a couple of guys together who are wired differently to lead so that you can get the, the whole package, so to speak. Amen. And, so, and you're going to learn about the priest and, 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 the, and the king and the baby later on. My, my role is to speak about, speak about Jesus as the prophet. And I, I want to share with you a couple of things. Um, th this, I was thinking about, you know, the Christmas tree. I was preaching in Oneonta before I left on my tour. I had to go preach at Main Street Baptist Church. And they actually get the Christmas tree that you guys see in Manhattan from Oneonta, New York. And so the Christmas tree is up, right? Uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, the lights are up there, the stores. Uh, you know, the, if, you look, if you drive down the, the streets of New York City, Christmas uh, ornaments are up. If, if you, I don't know if you guys ice skate, you know, uh, but it's December, right? And, and, and it's, you know, somebody says, it's, you know, what's that song about the best time of the year, right? I don't know the Christmas carols, but you know, one most wonderful time of the year, yeah. I had a rough childhood, praise the Lord, all right? <laughs> Very rough, right? No Christmas carols in my house. We had La Tabla, you know what I mean? It's not that type of sermon, all right? But one, I should preach a sermon called La Tabla. You know what I mean? Bucame La Tabla. So anyway, so it's the most wonderful time of the year. And, and I want to I be able to, the whole topic, the whole series name is Jesus is the reason for the season, right? It's Jesus is the reason for the season. This is not about what kind of gifts you're going to get or who you're going to buy gifts for. You know, the, we, we decorate too over here. But it's not about like, the, you know, the real Christmas tree, the real one is the one that Jesus died upon. That's the gift. That's the real gift. All right? And so we want to be able to, at the Art House churches, we're all teaching the same thing. You know, Pastor Mario's getting ready to teach the sermon like I'm teaching. Pastor Reggie's in New York, in New York, PA. It's Pastor James. We're all preaching the same thing, Irwin. And we want to let you know that Jesus, we need to focus on Jesus. It's Christmas time. All right? It's Christmas time. And we want to let you, don't be, you know, I know red, Starbucks got the red cup out and all the drama that's coming with the red cup. And I, it's, it's Christmas time. All right? It's Christ. I want you to get that. Jesus is the reason for the season. And so we're going to be talking to him as a prophet. Now, I, I, I switched up the scriptures. I didn't like Matthew. So we got Acts chapter 3. I want to share a story with you, and we'll go into this message. All right? Acts chapter 3. You know, in this church, we like to stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to read a couple of verses. So you're going to stand with me. Amen? All right. Acts chapter 3. It says, one day. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man was lame from birth, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. 
When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him and said, and as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Verse 6. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Verse 7. Taking him by the right hand, and he helped him up. Instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went, in, went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked a murderer to be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. But God raised him from the dead. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you've seen and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has, that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold to all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Even Jesus. Amen. Verse 21. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Listen, you must listen to everything he tells you. You must listen to everything he tells you. Amen? Verse 23. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. We're almost done. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Amen? Amen. May God be blessed. Be seated. Now, that's, we just read a lot. I'm going to break it down to you. There's a man that's lame from birth. Okay? There's a man that's lame from birth. And he sees two apostles, Peter and John, right? And they see him. And a miracle happens. All right? In, in the latter verses, verse 24, we'll get to the, I'm going to just, let's play the movie backwards. All right? In the latter verses, Moses lets them know. Moses told the people in Deuteronomy 18, Moses told the people that a prophet like me, but more, but more powerful than me, but, but the one, the Messiah is coming, is prophetic, right? The prophet is prophesying, is prophetic, one like me, and you must listen to everything he says, or if not, you're going to get cut. That's a ghetto version, right? <laughs> But that's what the Bible says. I'm not, I'm not, you're going to get cut. Don't be the one that gets cut. All right? I don't want nobody getting cut. No, uh -huh. we love you. Don't get cut. All right? 
And so, so he says, there's a prophet like me coming. It's prophecy, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. We read he rose from the dead. Right? He's, not just, he's not like a regular prophet. He's more superior than all the prophets. All right? the, 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 the prophets that prophesied before, the people that spoke for God, right, were speaking uh, uh, from, for God, but Jesus is speaking as God. Understand, they're speaking for God, but Jesus is speaking as God. There's a difference. And let me tell you the difference. You know it very well. You ever heard someone preach but live dirty? You ever heard someone preach but living what they preach? You see how you honor one and not the other? You know how you turn deaf ears to the one you know is living dirty? You, I know it's not like a pretty silly illustration, but Jesus is not speaking for God. He's speaking as God. He's not speaking under God's authority. He's speaking under his own authority, which is different. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so he's not just a prophet. He's fulfilling the role of a prophet. A prophet brings forth the truth. Listen, the truth shall set you free if you know the truth. you got to embrace the truth. And he's bringing forth, and not only is he speaking forth the truth, he is the truth, he is the way, he is the light. Are, are you with me? Okay? So, so I want to let you know that for everybody here, this is the recovery house of worship. And you might have been looking for a way to be fulfilled. You might have been looking for a way to get satisfied. You might be looking for a way to break out of your alienation. You might be looking for a way to stop degrading yourself. And I want to let you know very clearly that Jesus is the way. There is a way that you get your dignity back. There's a way you get your freedom back. There's a way when you get your manhood back. There's a way that you get your children back. There's a way that you take everything the devil has stolen from you. And Jesus is that way. Jesus is that way. Jesus is that way. It's important that you get this, all right? Because, because one of the things that's a big problem, Edwin, is, is you have a pastor that is very prophetic. That's not all he is. Because if you watch him and you know him, he, he functions in all three roles as, 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 as prophet. Now, he might be dominating in prophecy, right? But he functions as priest. You, Edwin, is, Edwin can do what I can't do. Edwin, ay, bendito. De verdad. No me diga. No. Right? Right? be like, what are you crying about, man? What are you crying for? Who did this? You didn't put a down payment on this. What are you crying for? Right? Not very priestly. But very kingly. Very kingly. Very kingly. Wipe your tears. What you're doing is affecting the body. Wipe your tears. What you're doing is affecting non-believers. Wipe your tears. What you're doing is affecting your children. Wipe your tears. What you're doing is hurting you. Very kingly. Stop doing what you've always done because you're going to keep getting what you always got. Right. Go Wipe your tears and stop acting crazy. Act like you know Jesus. Now that's Pastor Gus. That's not, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to tell you. But they function out of different, they function out of di different wirings because they got the Holy Spirit inside of them. And you need sometimes, there's some people that need, hi, bendito, come here, let me, you, you want some coffee, come here, let me, you need some, you, you need to take sugar, sweet and low, you know, they need, they need, they, oh, come here, let me, let me wash your feet, because he will do that. Now, I'm not touching nobody's feet. <laughs> All right? And, and Pastor Gus will wash feet. They, they, you know, I'm not, no, that's an illustration, I'm not doing it. All right? I'm not having it. So, I'm just, and I know I'm on Facebook and live, I'm just telling you, this, this is how it is. All right? So, anyway. So, so it's important that you know that, the, that 
when, when you, it's important that Jesus is the way, he is the truth. Now listen, he, he's, he's coming, and he's, he said, who said it? He said, I am. He didn't say, God, for, by, the, by the power, I am. I am. He says, I am the truth. And listen, this is something very important. We're, we're, we're talking about prophecy and prophet because the problem is so many people, so many members of our house, so many people attending our house, so many people eating the food at our house, so many people sleeping at our house, some people serving at our house. The truth is not setting them free. The truth is not setting them free. They're talking about freedom. They're around people who are free, but they're not have believed in the truth, and the truth has not set them free. And you can know the truth and not embrace it. If you, if the, one of the verses there says, "But Jesus, the name of Jesus, and the faith that came from this man." There's a lot of people that are teaching and quoting scriptures that they're not believing themselves. You know how we don't. You know how you know you how somebody believes how they behave. You could talk, oh yeah, I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. Oh, to what else, me niña? Oh, you're my beautiful. You know, you're still the woman. You're my bow. You this, you that. But how you how you act and how you treat her is more powerful than the words you're speaking. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so it's easy to talk it, but it's hard to live it, and it's impossible to live it without Jesus. Without Jesus. And so so he is. So he's the he, the guys came right. Let's get so the prophet. He comes, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, right? Now, a lot of people need to understand this, that when, when the truth comes out, it's going to hurt sometimes, all right? Last week, people were, oh, oh, the truth comes out, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, it's going to frustrate you, and if you allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life, it'll set you free. But it's going to hurt, it's going to frustrate you, and if you allow the Holy Spirit, at that moment, if you do you or you do Jesus, you're, 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 in a, you're, you're in a critical moment of this is CMD, right? When the truth hits you, you got to make a choice. Do you go with your flesh, the way your flesh responds? That's usually the first thoughts you get. That's why you got to have discipline and be mature and not speak the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't do the first thing that you think about. So when the prophet speaks, whoever the prophet, it could be Pastor Adam, Pastor Gus. I told the men Thursday that I'm the prophet today. Pastor Gus had to go. God, Pastor Gus was blessed, and they called me in. And said, so I'm the prophet of God today. And I, I said it right like that. So I'm, I'm the prophet of God. And so I, spoke, I, I said, I want to speak to you the word of God, the truth of God's word. And this is going to hurt. And so I spoke to the men. And so it was, it was important to understand that what happens is that the truth, the, the prophecy comes, the word of God comes forth, the truth. Because that's what prophets do. That's what prophets do. Speaking forth, the, it's not about telling the future. We don't got to tell you the future. It's written in the Bible already. We already know what's going to happen. All right? So, so the prophet speaks. The prophet speaks for the word of God. The word of God hits you if you're here, if you're spiritually in tune. If you're a natural man and you don't know Jesus Christ, you're the Savior, you can sleep through this sermon. This sermon is, you just want to go eat. It's late already for you. All right? But if you're a spiritual man, a spiritual woman, God is speaking to you. There's been lies that hold in you bondage. There's been lies that keep you in dead relationship. There's been lies that keep you thinking you're nothing. There's been lies that keep you stuck. You know, I can't even say some of the stuff I want to say here. I want to come back at least a couple of months, right? But that's, you know, I tell people, before the truth can set you free, sometimes you got to identify the lies that are holding you hostage. And so it's important that you say that we bring forth the truth of God's word. This is the truth. God loves you as a plan for your life. You know, God can heal you and set you free like he did the lame man through John and Peter. 
You have no idea if you open to the word of God. One truth from the word of God can change your whole life. One truth can make a drunk sober in the service. One truth can take a heroin addict who's kicking heroin and have him set free in the moment. One truth can change your heart where you can love a man that's not loving you because God told you to worship him. One truth, one message, one word can change everything. If you're in tune with God, if you're receptive to the word of God, if you're not stuck on and popped on, right. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so what happens is this guy, this lame man, right? He, he, the, the, I like what they say. They, the guy said, Peter said, and John said, look at us. Exclamation point. Look at us. Now, I don't know. What, what do you think about why did God want something to look at us? So many people are looking at their problems. Some people are looking at the devil. Some people are looking at the life. Some people, your focus is off, and you got to look at what God is trying to do in your life. you got to pay attention to what God is trying to do. Yes, you hear what I'm saying to you? It's important that you look at what God is trying to do. Stop looking at everything around you and start focusing on God. So he says, look at us. And the guy said he gave them the attention, expecting something from them. Right? And, and he, he thought they were going to get silver. He thought they give him some coins or some money. But what he did was, he, they said, silver and gold I do not have. Silver and gold I do not have. Gold I don't have. What I have, I do give you. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ. And now here's what's important. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. The man heard the word, heard the prophecy. They, they said, in the name of Jesus, walk. What's the word there? Walk. Yes. Right? My man is lame from birth. This is not uh, since birth. He heard, the pro- he's, he heard the prophet speaking. The word was walk. In the name of Je- not in the name of all. Not in Pastor Edwin's, God bless you, master's degree that he just got. He just finished doing. He just finished complaining. Master's degree. Sixth grade education. The power of God in somebody's life. Never completed the seventh grade. But not, not, in, the, not in the degrees power, but in the, in the name above all names. In the name above, in the name, in the, scar, in the nail scarred hands of Jesus Christ. In the name that makes demons tremble. In the name that, that, that sets the captive free. In the name that sets the drug addict free. In the name that the name that has power, that's power. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they said, walk. Now here's what, here's what changes everything. Because I got to get out the way. Many people hear the word of God. Right? Jeremiah 29, 11, Right? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Right? I have plans to bless you and prosper you. I have a hope. And if they hear it. No weapon forged against you shall prosper. They hear it. They quote it. You are the head and not the tail. I came to give life, not any life the abundant. They hear the word, but they don't mix their faith. They don't trust Jesus like the man was saying, the worship Sammy was saying. Good to see you, Sammy. They don't trust you. They hear the word, but they don't don't mix it with faith. They don't don't trust Jesus. You know how you know they don't trust Jesus? Because they don't get up and walk. They stay bound, but they come to church on Sundays, and, and they come to Christian education, and they come eat sushi with Pastor Raymond sometimes, but they don't put their faith in Jesus. So the truth doesn't set them free because they don't embrace the truth with faith. It's very important what I'm saying to you. You, you, you can't just quote it. You got you to gotta believe it. You got to know that this is God's, God is not a man that should lie. He, he speaks truth. He has a covenant with his word. 
And when, if he says walk, if he says be healed, if he says your children are going to get sick, if he says you and your household, if he says no weapon, if he says it and you mix it, faith in Jesus, not faith in your church attendance, not faith in your pastor, but faith in Jesus. They, they say this specifically, right, in the name of Jesus, they say, they say, and then they ask later on, it wasn't our godliness that did this, it wasn't our, it was, it was the power of Jesus Christ, the name of Jesus, and the faith of man that went through the man. You got to trust Jesus. You got to what Proverbs 3 says. You got to stop leaning on your own understanding. You got to trust Jesus. And sometimes Jesus says to do things that we don't like to do, but he's trying to shine his truth on your lies, his light on your darkness, and you got to come out of the darkness. And we can't do this unless we open our hearts and surrender to Jesus. So I, 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 I want to I give them time to do communion. But there's more to this. There's, yeah? Okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay. All right, give me, give me John. Give me John real quick, John 6. Give me John 6, and let's fin we'll finish with these verses. All right, we already know John 6 says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life, right? No one comes to me with the Father except through me. Now, if you're, if you're here, you don't know Jesus Christ. Now, this is why I want the Muslims think that Jesus is just a prophet. Right? And I don't got time to go through those things. But I talk to many Muslims, and I explain to them, if Jesus was just a prophet, if he was just a prophet, right, he would be higher and more of a prophet than the prophet Muhammad. Simply because of the miracles Jesus did, which the prophet Muhammad did not do. Simply because of what Jesus, they know that Jesus came to die and he rose. They, 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 you talk to any Muslim, they know his miracles is in their Quran. They just won't embrace, they won't put the faith that Jesus is not only prophet, he's Messiah. He is the, really the anointed one. The one that came and, and died and rose from the dead and is coming back again. The whole story, right? And so, so if, if you're a Muslim, you listen, Jesus is not just a prophet. Let me just tell you that he, is, he, he came and he came to die for your sins and he loves you. And please understand, ask God to reveal to you the risen Savior and the risen power that's the found name of Jesus Christ. Amen? He's not just a prophet. All right? All right, so over here it says, no one comes to the Father, only through the Son. You've got to accept Jesus Christ so you can be saved. Amen? You've got to accept Jesus Christ to be saved. If you're here and if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, please do. It's, it's not that complicated. He died for your sins. You're worse than you're willing to admit. You're probably worse than you can even identify. You can't even see how bad you are. It's okay. You're loved more than you can imagine, too. All right? And so if you haven't received Jesus Christ, it's a free gift. He, he's knocking on your door. He brought you here. He wants you to understand all this power we're talking about. He wants to live in his truth. He wants you to have all the blessings we're talking about. But you've got to receive him. Let's, go to, let's, keep, let's read through this and I can get out your way. All right, verse 7 says this, all right? If you really know me, you will know my father as well, right? That's deity. From now on, you do, not, you, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus is his deity. He's proclaiming his deity. But, you know, Pastor, I don't know if Pastor can share that with you next week. Don't you believe that I am, the, I am in the Father and the Father is in me? His deity. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. This is why Jesus gets crucified, by the way. This is, he's saying, I'm God. I'm God. For the Muslims, he's saying that I'm God. I'm not just a prophet. I am the highest of the highest. 
All right? I'm God. So don't you believe that I'm the Father? Okay, keep going. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. At least believe what you see. Go ahead. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, listen, whoever, anybody believe in him right here? Very yes. right, right of you believe in him. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, will do the works I have been doing, will do the works I have been doing, will do the works I have been doing. If you believe in Jesus, if you, now don't say it, but if you really believe, right, we're going to know by how you behave, you will do what he has been doing, what he's been, he's been prophesying. He will tell Jesus, he's speaking the truth to people who are lost in darkness. Oh, you understand? He's, so it's important that if you believe in Jesus, you will do what I've been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and he can send the Holy Spirit and I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Father may be glorified the Son and that's basically it. But listen, if, you're good, if you believe in Jesus, then I want you to leave here knowing that you're called to be a prophet as well. And I got verses in 1 Corinthians. I just want to be, you know, we, you, you're called to be. Jesus said, I finished my mission. Now I'm sending you on a mission. He gave us a great commission. Right? Go and, and bab- go and make disciples. Baptize, preach, and teach. And he says, I want you to go now. It's not enough for you to get saved and know you're going to heaven and sing Kumbaya in church and maybe do a little Holy Ghost dance. You've got to go and preach the gospel to those who are hurting. It's not about you no more. It's about giving glory and honor to Jesus Christ. It's about being his prophet. Letting people know, well, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. What he did for Adrian, he can do it for you. What he did for Sam, he can do Jesus is alive and he wants to change your life. He wants to heal your heart. He wants to redeem your past. He wants to give you a purpose and a future. We need to go prophesy. Are you with me? Okay, so now, it's not enough to hear it. But we, I'm ready to go, Sam. It's not enough to hear it. You gotta be willing to go and do it. Now listen, this is a very serious. You might be scared of rejection. You might have issues. I don't want nobody, I don't know the Bible. I'm not listen. You, Jesus says, if you believe in me, you will do what I have done. You will do and greater things you will see and do. But you gotta make a commitment to be his mouthpiece, to that these will be his hands, that these ears will be his ears, that, that these eyes will be his eyes, that you will see with the compassion that Jesus saw, that you will speak the truth like Jesus spoke, that you would walk like Jesus walked. You got it. It's not enough to come to church. So many people come to, listen, let me tell you a secret. Don't get scared, but be very scared. The bus that's going to hell is stopping at 360 Skimmer Street first. Don't be one of those people that come to church and don't know Jesus. Don't be one of those people that take great notes but don't know Jesus. A tree shall be known by its fruit. If you believe in me, you will do what I've done and greater things. Let's pray, and I want you to respond. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you that no matter how filthy and dirty and despicable I was, God, you looked down upon me with mercy in your eyes, and you sent messengers my way, and your love came like a flood, God, and as many that could testify that we were drowning in our sin, God, lost in our philosophies, but your love, you sent the prophet, the truth came, and you set us free, God. Thank you that your word says we will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Right now, God, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, God, God, that your Holy Spirit would just lodge it in their hearts, that they are so loved, oh God. Lord, I pray for every Muslim that's stuck on that Jesus is a prophet, that they will come to see that you are the Messiah, Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God. And that you save and you love Lord, I pray for your church, God. Lord, I pray for all the our house, especially for Brooklyn right now. 
that you raise up modern-day prophets that will go speaking the truth in love and encouraging people to come and taste and see how good Jesus is. Oh, in the name of Jesus, raise up an army of prophets, a new gang in your kingdom, God. God, the prophets of all hell that will proclaim your truth wherever they go, that they will live out your truth, God. We can't do it without you. We need you. 